Welcome uh, to episode uh, 139 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is uh, Tuesday, people. Uh, Tuesday, the 1st of September, uh, 2000, 2020. And um, I hope you're all doing well out there. I hope you're uh, keeping a bit chipper, a little bit chirpy. Um under the current restrictions that we're all suffering from worldwide, I imagine. Um, I'm doing okay. Uh, I hope you're all, uh, as I say, uh, doing well, he says, mumbling and stumbling over what he was going to say. Um, it's uh, It's been a bit of a fucking uh, uh, shitter yesterday for me. I had to... Um, I had to go down a fucking hospital, um, and because you can't get in Northampton, you have to go to Milton Keynes Hospital, or you have to wait fucking uh, ages um, uh, for an appointment, either a 20-week wait, I think it was, or something like that, to get these fucking bites on my fucking face sorted. And, um, uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, getting the fucking bites fucking sorted on my face and the fucking infections in my face, it's, uh, you know, Sometimes they just want to be pretty, baby, as I've said before. Um, but, uh, yeah, on the way fucking back, uh, on the way back from that, uh, my fucking car um, that I've had to take in uh, today, my fucking car uh, fucked up. So um, I don't know what it is, man, about I got everything paid off. I got my loan I had out. I got that paid off. I got my credit card down to nothing. And 24 hours later, literally 24 hours after I did all that, paid off my loan, paid off my credit card, I've just got a, uh, it's going to be a stinking bill for my fucking car. I've got a, I just thought, fuck it, I'll get it MOT'd, I'll get it serviced, because I had that MOT thing where you didn't have to get it MOT for six months because the government said, hey man, this is an important when there's a pandemic going on. Um, so, um, I think that was going to run out in December or something. So I thought, fuck it. I'll get it serviced. I'll get the car serviced. I'll get it MOT'd while I'm doing that, while I'm getting whatever this fucking thing is. I think, um, it's happened before on my car. I mean, I mean, just as you're fucking literally 24 hours, I was debt free. And then instantly I'm like, uh, well, this is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to go on the credit card again. It's going to take a couple of months to pay off before I'm in this situation again. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's a bit of an absolute shit fest for me. Um, to be fair, the car don't really cost me a lot of money. It's not a great, it's not a fucking great car. You know what I mean? It's not a fantastic car. I wish I had a better car than I did. But it's getting to that stage, you know, like where you're like, oh, shit, shall I buy a new one or shall I just throw money at this one? And see how we get on. You try and look after shit. That's that's the point I'm trying to make, right? You try and look after shit. And you think, I'll look after this car. I'll get it serviced regularly. And then, again, something's gone that always goes, uh, apparently. like. Uh, but heading, I must admit, like, where I live, Northampton, heading down to Milton Keynes, there's like a, it's the main M1 motorway, like, which goes from basically London all the way up north, like straight down the middle of the country. Um, so I have, to, I have to travel down there a couple of junctions, and obviously, you know, they're turning it into a smart motorway um, because they want that fucking money off you if you go, like, 
two mile an hour over 70 or like they reduce it down to like 60 or 50 mile an hour. And if you're still doing 60 as you go through a 50 mile an hour bit where they've changed mysteriously changed the fucking uh, speed limit for no reason, uh, you have to pay a fine for that. So they're updating all that. Um, this will pay for itself. That's what they're thinking. This will... We'll just put massive screens, LCD screens up, and this will pay for itself after we get all that money, the bastards. Uh, anyway, um, so I have to travel down there a little bit, and it's just like, oh, having to go down there at 8 o'clock in the morning, like, you can see a lot of people are back at work now these days. It was just fucking chock-a-block, man. Um the whole road streaming back um, all the way. And it's always the junction you need to come off at. And you have that fucking little thing about, like, in your head where uh, you see the queue for the junction. And you're like, oh, shall I join the back of the queue? Or shall I be one of those assholes who tries to cut in a little bit nearer the front? I was that asshole yesterday. And it worked like a fucking dream. Absolute dream. You just got to muscle, muscle your way in. As you're driving by, just looking for somebody who looks a little bit of a pussy who'd probably let you in um, to the left-hand side. So I had to go down, um, yeah, to have some sort of blood test or something um, just to um, just to see what the fuck is going on with my face at the minute uh, with these bites and shit. Uh, let's have a little bit of tea. Hang on. So, yeah, so I did that yesterday. And um, on the way back, my car, the f going, I'll, I'll say when I got there, going to the uh, fucking hospital as well, I must admit, was there was fucking nobody about. Nobody at all. I got there like about nine o'clock in the morning and there was hardly anybody in there at all. Um, in the car park, there was about three cars Um I walked round and it was like something out of 28 days later walking round like the the fucking hospital was empty. I couldn't find where anybody to tell me where to go. I knew where I wanted to go and I followed the signs for where I wanted to go and then they were decorating one bit and I could see I went to walk through one door and push the door like that and it was locked and I could see the fucking the other side of the door through the glass. I could see the reception I needed to be in. If somebody had just unlocked that door, I could have walked around. But it was like, you know, it was a two-second trip through the other side of the door. And I had to walk all the way around the fucking hospital, obviously. Then you wait in there, and you're in, in the hospital um, waiting room with your two meters apart, with your fucking mask on, everybody, you know, freaking out just in case you sort of like cough or sniff or anything like that, people judging you. That's what we're doing these days, isn't it? wearing our masks indoors, just judging people. There's sort of two types of people, isn't there? There's the people who treat everything like normal, who are just walking around just with a fucking mask on and that sort of thing. And then you've got the other type of person these days who seems to think that they're walking down an alleyway at about midnight, a dark alleyway with no lighting around it. And as soon as you sort of like get within a three-meter distance of them, they're uh, freak out jesus christ i don't know who these fucking you know there's there's definitely two types the people who normally you know just walk around hey yeah in front of me yeah i don't mind yeah yeah you're right you can walk 
through there. I've got a mask on you. I've got a mask on. That's fine. And then the fucking, you know, God, oh, my God. That, that guy sneezes on me. I'm going to die immediately. Those types. Jesus. But, it, you know, you get that all the time, don't you? Anyway, I went to uh, the fucking doctor's. Uh, I went to the hospital, uh, did that, come out and saw a little bit of water under my car. And I was like, I'm not sure. I looked around the car park and thought, well, there's no other puddles, you know, there or whatever. I don't know what the fuck's, you know, maybe I just parked over a puddle or something like that. Got halfway, halfway home and the old light, the temperature on the uh, the engine just went whoop like that, and uh, the red light come on, and I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I even know how far away from home I was. I was 6.7 miles away from home at that point that I saw on the sat-nav, and I was just like, come on. Because they're doing roadworks and everything like that on the M1, you cannot afford to break down because there's no hard shoulder at the minute. If you break down, you're fucked. You've got people plowing into the back of you and shit like that, and I just thought, oh, come on, just... Fucking hold it together a little bit here. As the temperature was going up, there was fucking little bit of smoke coming from under the bonnet. And I was like, oh, fuck, come on. Just counting down. That anxiety inside me of counting down every one-tenth of a mile as it was going down. And I was getting closer and closer and closer to home. And I just thought, oh, and I always come off at the second junction of Northampton. I always come off at that one, and I came off at the first one because I didn't fucking trust my car making it without breaking down, and I did not want to break down on the fucking M1 and become another statistic. Um, so that was my fun day yesterday. I made it home uh, just, and then uh, I have just, like, just taken my car in today and uh, hopefully they can sort it out by um, uh, by the weekend. Uh, not that, you know, not that I'm doing a lot of the weekend at the minute. <laughs> I just want it back just, just for the reason, um, just for the uh, reason of I may do something, the potential to do something, go for a drive or something, but they've given me a loaner car, uh, so at least I could get back from the garage. That's the main thing. But that's, you know, it's got dents and shit all over it. And, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, it'll do. It drives and stuff like that. It's not like, a, you know, it's not like a, like an insurance job. That's, that's the difference. If you take it to a local garage, it's not like if your car's written off and they go, oh, here's a loaner car for the time being. And you get something that's like about a year, two years old, something like that. This is... This is an old, old, old courser, an old Vauxhall courser. I think it's like a, you know, 2004, 2005, something like that. I think it's an 05 plate. So, you know, it's got more wrong with it possibly than the car I fucking taken in to be fixed by these guys. <laughs> I've just traded for a worse car. Um I remember this happened to me before, though, like the exactly same thing, like the the fucking engine temperature went up and shit like that. Um, and I was stuck in London and um, I was just like just driving out of London and the temperature just went up and I stopped at a garage and there was all the fucking um, coolant pissing out of the bottom of the engine. And I was just like, oh, 
fucking hell, man. So I had to buy two bottles of coolant and then stop every like 15 miles on the way back from London to top it up because you could just hear it slowly pissing out as you're driving back at about 55 mile an hour. <laughs> if you get caught or something for that, I don't know what the rules or regulations are with being caught for that. I have no idea. Um you haven't got enough coolant in your engine. Surely that's not illegal. I don't know. Um, let's have a little bit of tea. Um, so I haven't, um, I haven't as yet uh, had any gigs now um, for what? When was my last one? March, April, May, June, July, August. Almost six months, man. It'll be six months in about two weeks' time, and um, because gigs aren't really. <laughs> You know, they're not really running still and shit like that. I did see um, this is a big thing that's been uh, happening within the comedy community as we're all trying to keep in touch or keep abreast of what's happening in the comedy community uh, via uh, the Facebook forums. Uh, I thoroughly recommend, as I've said this in podcasts before, if uh, you like to see arguments about comedy, or scandal about comedy, I thoroughly recommend uh, joining all of the uh, UK comedy forums. (laughs) Oh, it's fucking great. Um, But there was an article. um, uh, Let's have a little bit more tea before I start this. There was an article this week um, that was uh, in all, uh, I think it started in The Guardian or something like that. I don't know. You know, one of these... uh, hoity-toity fucking uh, papers. Um, Not that I really read newspapers or anything like that, but, you know, like, you know, they do. It's a very, you know, politically correct-leaning newspaper um, that uh, the BBC, and this was on other websites and stuff like that, apparently. Uh, The BBC is uh, looking for less left-wing comics, um, I don't know how the fuck uh, they're going to get right-wing comics. <laughs> I'm not sure there's too many about, uh, to be perfectly honest. I, uh, me, personally, <coughs> he says, um, coughing up that tea, he just uh, uh, went down the wrong way. Hang on a minute. <coughs> Fucking hell. Jesus, Ben. Uh, let's uh, let's try and wash it down with more, more tea. Basically, at the... <laughs> <laughs> at the minute, I'm pretty much waterboarding myself uh, with tea at the moment. Hang on a minute. I can feel something in uh, in the back of my throat. Uh, that's what she said. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, the BBC are looking for uh, less um, sort of like left-wing um, comedians. Um, I don't really know how I class myself, to be honest. <laughs> When it comes to politically stuff, I I don't really know how I really class myself. Whether uh, uh, centrist, left wing, right wing. I think on on some issues I'm quite left wing. On other issues I'm quite right wing. Um, I don't know, man. I just you know. I, I wouldn't put myself in each pigeon, in any one sort of like fucking pigeonhole. Um, I've never fucking voted. 
Um, I just don't see the point. Um, it just seems like the whole fucking system is rigged and nothing really changes anyway. They bring in all these fucking great ideas, slag the other side off, and then it just seems like, you know, it's still ruled by rich people. So I just, you know, I kind of unsubscribe to the lot of it, I think. Um, yeah, certain certain things you can stick up for, can't you? You know, you don't really want to, you know, you don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not a supporter of, you know, I'm against racism, against sexism-ish. <laughs> to a certain degree, um, against, you know, homophobia and against all those things. But, you know, you've got to understand that in between those things, in between, you know, the black and white area of that's wrong and that's right, there is a grey area in, in amongst that that obviously where comedy lies. And um, I don't know, I would bill myself as a contrarian, I imagine, um, that's how I would see myself, um, with all those things like that, you know, both the left and the right have, um, fucking weird fucking ideas about stuff, you know, like the left wanting to cancel shit, um, is very much like, you know, cancel certain books, certain films, certain comedians, certain, you know, whatever plays or certain people speaking wanting to cancel that is um you know very much a sort of old style fascist sort of like rightist you know right wing sort of like stance on things so i don't know man i don't really um subscribe to pandering to people and pandering to people's prejudices about people like trump and fucking Boris Johnson and all that, you know, like those sort of jokes. I don't really do that. Um, this is not my pitch to get on the BBC, by the way. There, <laughs> uh, hey, the amount of people who will come out as uh, right wing now that they know, <laughs> they know, uh, that they know the BBC. Hey, I'll, uh, I'll sell out my fucking left leanings for. Uh, <laughs> for a bit of that uh, BBC cashola. Um, but yeah, uh, so um, a lot of the comedy, obviously, um, it's difficult to, I don't know, with regards to right-wing comedy, like, it's fucking difficult, isn't it? You know, like, there's a lot of fucking bigotry associated with that, like the 1970s comedians, a lot of bigotry, racism, you know, all that sort of thing associated with um, what you would deem as right-wing comedians, and it? It's like the, you know, you've got the old, you know, fucking Bernard Manning, fucking in his own club, surrounded by a completely white audience, isn't it? Um, that, that's what it brings to mind. Um, whereas, you know, I don't know, man. I think I think if you tie yourself to one side or another, I've never I've never really seen myself either way, um, either left or right or centrist or whatever. I'm just like I don't know, man. I just it makes you think. You know what I mean? When you're like, am I a left wing comedian? Am I one of those comedians who just fucking you know makes stupid little jokes about Trump or whatever as a fucking punchline? I mean, they're just as fucking boring as people just 
coming out. I'm not, you know, just as boring, not as abhorrent, but just as boring as people coming out with fucking, you know, jokes about black people or Asian people or or whatever, aren't they? You know, it just becomes a, you know, initial, you know, call and response, isn't it? Between, you know, and you end up just gigging to the same sort of like people, don't you? Um, I think, I think to be a better comedian, you need to be able to gig, not not pander to, but um, be able to gig to like a broad spectrum of people rather than just people in your echo chamber. And whether those people agree with what you say or not, I'm sure there's many right-wing people who don't agree with things I say. I'm sure there's many left-wing people who don't agree with certain things I say uh, on stage. But to uh, that's a way of challenging stuff, isn't it? Challenging issues. Not that anything really ever changes, do they? Nobody's gone to a comedy club gig and gone fucking, wow. You know, that has changed my perspective on things. Um, maybe they have. Maybe they have with people like Dave Chappelle uh, and uh, Richard Pryor, people like that. But um, I don't know. So it's a, it's a very odd thing um, how um, a lot of comedians in this country, uh, particularly on TV, are very left, you know, very left leaning um, and uh, politically correct. Um, whereas, um, especially sort of like the new batch, newish batch of of people, sort of like um, being on TV, um, you know, because they've got to, you know, cater to a mainstream sort of like crowd, haven't they? Um, but it makes it kind of a little bit less interesting in my eyes. Um, whereas in America, the people who um, would be more dynamic in their ideas and and views and come out with more succinct arguments and and flirt between that line of um, political correctness and um, stepping over that line and uh, have a balance between left and right uh, in the sort of um, in the sort of material that they do. Um, are a lot more interesting to me. Maybe that's just a personal preference. I don't know. But um, I don't know. They'll, they'll fucking know in the BBC. They'll just commission two more series of uh, Mrs. Brown's Boys. <laughs> this is nice and safe. Well, fucking, you know. They don't say fuck. They say fuck. F-A-C-K. It's fucking, you know. That's safe, isn't it? It's not even a swear word. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Ah, uh, dear. Anyway, so that's what's uh, um, been scrambling around in the comedy uh, community this week. Uh, let's have a uh, let's let's have a bit more tea. He says, holding it up to the camera. It's very weird looking at yourself in a fucking screen and uh, thinking I'm probably the only person who's going to watch this. <laughs> anyway. Um, things I have watched, he says, seamlessly, uh, seamlessly smoothing into, um, uh, one thing or another. Um, I, uh, this week, um, when, when did it come out? I don't know when it came out on Netflix, but, uh, since I last spoke to you on Saturday, uh, I have fucking hammered, uh, Cobra Kai. 
Now, I don't know if you've seen this. There's two seasons on uh, Netflix at the minute, and it just came on the other day. Um, I am fucking loving it. I am loving it. Um, it's uh, it obviously is. Uh, it, it takes from the uh, the uh, um, the Karate Kid films, obviously, um, and it takes the sort of like main protagonist of um, the good guy and the bad guy. Um, so you've got like um, uh, fucking Daniel uh, Larusso and uh, Johnny. Uh, but they're like grown up and grown older and shit like that. And the amount, if you're a fan of either 80s music or the Karate Kid films, it is so fucking well done. You need to watch it. You need, I would guarantee you are going to fucking like it. If you grew up like me, I remember going to the Point Cinema in Milton Keynes, um, with uh, with people uh, who lived down the road from me. Um, there was a, a group of us who lived in the same road. I remember going to the Point Cinema in Milton Keynes, not in Northampton, in Milton Keynes, and um, going to see the Karate Kid um, at that cinema and fucking loving it. And I have loved uh, all of them, uh, all the films. I mean, like, they're obviously dodgy, aren't they? You know, like... You know, like they, you know, Daniel LaRusso was in a couple, weren't he? Mr. Miyagi and all that shit. And then Mr. Miyagi takes on a girl and she starts fighting. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy. I kind of lost interest with that when I was about like 12, 13 or something. <laughs> Even at that age, I was like, oh, fucking hell. Um, but um, I would thoroughly, thoroughly recommend watching Cobra Kai. It's fucking, it's humorous. It's got good uh, callbacks to the original uh, series. Um, the Johnny character in it is fucking great. Daniel LaRusso is still a bit of a fucking, I don't know, fucking walking on his tiptoes, fucking dork who's done quite well for himself. And then the Johnny character is like a down and out kind of guy who brings back the Cobra Kai dojo. But fucking watch it. Uh, it's... I fucking love it. Uh, I'm hooked on it, and I've um, I've done what? Uh, I'm about. I only got a couple of episodes left of the, of the whole lot. I have hammered it one after the other. Um, I just it was a proper proper nostalgia fest. Even the music in there is like eighties music, and that Johnny guy is like stuck in kind of that nineteen eighties sort of like mindset about just liking like fast cars, chicks, and fucking fighting. Um, it's fucking great. It's the uh, it's the antidote to uh, everything that is going on in the world right now with our over-the-top, um, you know, everyone's a victim of shit and stuff like that, and it addresses that issues, and, you know, like, it does it really, really well, though. I thoroughly fucking recommend it. I loved it so much. Uh, I want more Cobra Kai, if anything. I just like that whole thing, you know what I mean? The thing that gives you a bit of nostalgia. It brings in, like, new characters. Like, that Johnny's whole gang is in one episode as well. His old gang and shit like that. And there's still that sort of, like, tension between, you know, like, uh, the Dan Lu Daniel LaRusso character and Johnny, whatever his name was, what a... 
Johnny Cobra. That's not his name, was it? I'm Googling here. What's his name? Johnny Lawrence. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's the original cast as well. That's the best thing about it is, like, there's a lot. Of, obviously, the Mr. Miyagi character, he's gone because the guy who played him is dead. Um, I'm sorry to break that to you, but, you know, people do every now and again. But it's like the original cast um, and then loads of sort of, like, throwbacks to the original films and stuff like that. It's just fucking great. I, I fucking, you know. And the Johnny character is a bad guy. There's the thing whether he is a bad guy, isn't a bad guy, you know, is he the real bad guy or not? And, you know, clearly still not got over, like, losing that match with the old uh, fucking what? crane kick and all that sort of shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just fucking loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, what a way to end um this podcast isn't it we've talked about everything cars breaking well we haven't have we we haven't talked about everything we've talked about my car breaking down the bbc um having less left-wing comics and then i went on uh saying i don't know whether i'm left-wing or right-wing <laughs> you need to throw the, hey throw the subject in front of me and then you work out for yourself whether i'm left-wing or right-wing <laughs> Because <laughs> even I don't know what fucking stance I'm going to take on most shit. You know what I mean? And that, and just to clarify, that stance will change as well. If you ask me two days running, you'll probably get a different answer. <laughs> and then we've talked about the greatest program that I've seen in a long time, Cobra Kai. I thoroughly fucking recommend it and really, really want to be uh, the Johnny Lawrence character. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's it, yeah. I wish I'd have done fucking more karate when I was younger. I wish I'd have done that. You know what I mean? Just so, you know, if you set up a dojo called Cobra Kai right now, today, you'd make a fucking killing. Uh, I'm telling you. The good thing about it is, the funny thing about that is that Nobody really wants to do karate anymore in the thing, apart from all the dweebs and the geeks and the uh, and uh, the people who get bullied at school and shit. So he's got to deal with all those lot and with his 80s mindset. Oh, it's fucking great. I couldn't go. You know, it's really well done. Uh, it, it looks like I'm sponsored by him, but I'm not. I fucking thoroughly loved every fucking minute of it. Uh, that is... He says, going on, uh, episode 139, people. Um, uh, if you've got any questions or anything like that, uh, you can, uh, or if you want to slag me off in any way, shape, or form, it is just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. Uh, I will be back on Saturday. Uh, have a good week. Until then, motherfuckers, uh, take care.